Good morning, Spirit Church. How's everybody doing this morning? Hey, happy Sunday. We're so glad to have you all. Come on, let's stand to our feet. We're going to get started. I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. Still the miracle that I just can't get over. My name is registered in heaven. Signs and wonders. I have resurrection power. Yes, I do. Still, the miracle that I just can't get over. My name is registered in heaven. Yeah, my praise belongs to you forever. This is my testimony from death to life. Grace rewrote my story, I'll testify, by Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified, this is my testimony, this is my testimony. Come together sons and daughters. With blood and washed in water. Sing the praises of the Spirit, Son and Father. Our God will finish what He started. Yes, our God will finish what He started. Oh, this is my testimony from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story. I'll testify. By Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. Yeah. All right, come on. If you believe this, let's sing it out this morning. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things still to come. Oh, I believe if I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things still to come. Oh, I believe if I'm not dead, you're not done. You're not done. You're not. Greater things still to come. Oh, I believe if I'm not dead, you're not done. testimony from death to life cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified this is my testimony oh I'm alive this is my testimony from death to life cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. Whoa. Got a reason to say. 
give him a shout of praise this morning. He's so good, isn't he? so hard to see it. It took me so long to believe it. That you choose someone like me to carry your victory. Perfection could never earn it. You give what we don't deserve it. You take the broken things and raise them to glory. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you've won. I am who you say. Down. I have the earth. 
sing this song together. It's one of my favorites. Sealed the 
just because he lives. Come on, let's sing that again. Because he Aren't you thankful that he lives? I know that this probably doesn't apply to everyone in the house today. But for many, I just sense in my spirit that there is a a spirit of discouragement that has snuck in. And again, this may not apply to everyone, but I know for some, there's just a sense. And it would be easy today to settle or to focus on the things which are bringing us down the problems that stand in our way, the difficulties that lie before us. And I know that we are on a quote-unquote time schedule, but my God is not on a time schedule. So can we maybe take 60 seconds and not ask Him to do anything, but just lift up His name? Would you join me in doing that? We lift up the name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name, and we fix our eyes on you, Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We thank you, God. We know on this earth we will face trouble, but you said that we could take heart because you have overcome the world. And so I thank you that you are strong and mighty, that you are more than able, that you are wonderful and beautiful and glorious, that we don't even have enough adjectives to describe how great you are. And we lift you high this morning. We bless your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible says, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We don't focus on our problems, our circumstances today. We focus on our Savior this morning and his name is Jesus. He is the strong son of God. He is more than able to meet our every need. His blood has already freed us from sin and its penalties. It has delivered us from our addictions. It has healed our bodies. And if God be for us, who could ever be against us? We thank you because your word says we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us and nothing could ever separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So this morning, we literally exchange discouragement and frustration and confusion and anxiety and worry and doubt for peace and encouragement and strength and hope and rejuvenation and refreshing that comes from heaven and we make that exchange in the name of Jesus and we walk away from those things which were bringing us down and we step into 
we step into the newness of what you have for us. We believe this is a new day in Christ. Those old things, those troubles that worry us and bring us down, they're just tricks and traps of the enemy. Your word says that these light and momentary troubles are preparing for us an eternal glory that far outweighs any suffering we would endure here on earth. So Lord, thank you that your joy is our strength. We thank you for joy unspeakable and full of glory. And we thank you, Lord, for the the powerful reminder from this song this morning, because you live, because you live, we thank you that you are alive. You did die, that's a real, real truth. You died for our sins, but you live, you rose from the grave and you live forevermore. You're seated at the right hand of God the Father. You're making intercession for us. And the Holy Spirit is helping us in our weaknesses. And Lord, we declare we're weak and we need your help. We need your help, Lord. So Father, I pray for each person in this room that needs you today. We all need you, but some we have maybe a desperate need or a, a difficult situation that we're going through. Holy Spirit, would you move? Would you touch each and every life? Jesus, would you be more real to us than you ever have? We talked about it last week in the message, but, but, but your power is made perfect in our weakness. So we rejoice, not that we're weak, but that your strength is shining in this moment. And we give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, let's thank him. He's doing a work right now. He's doing a good work right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I know the lights came up, but he's still worthy. Can we just, just, Lord, you're worthy. God, you're so good to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Friends, let's just express praise to him just for a moment longer. God, we lift you up. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you that you're so close right now. We can sense and feel your presence in this room. You're walking with us, Lord. We need you. We need you. We used to sing, I need thee every hour. I need thee. And the the truth of that song is that every hour he's right here with us in our moment of need. And again, I know that prayer probably didn't apply to everyone in the room today. And and maybe you're not dealing with a a season of discouragement. I know at some time in life, probably all of us will. Just a pastoral reminder, when we go through those moments, it's easy to focus on the problem. It's better to focus on the Savior and to lift him up. The problem's always going to be there but he's greater than our circumstances and difficulties. And the Bible tells us there is nothing that is too difficult for him. And so we put our trust in him. We fix our eyes on Jesus. We're confident in what he can do. I want us to pray the Lord's Prayer together as a church family, and then I have a special prayer request I'm gonna ask in just a moment. If you're new to our church family, we pray the Lord's Prayer because it's how Jesus taught us to pray. It brings unity to our body. You know, the world would try to divide us, but we believe in being united under the cross of Jesus Christ. And so the words are on the screen, but would you join me? Let's pray this prayer together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's yours. It's yours. This time, I want to ask our uh, elders, so that would be our board members, our deacons, and their wives, if they would come to the front. Any pastoral staff that would be here, if you would please come to the front as well. Uh, You may have seen yesterday on the news, in Mays County, there was a lightning strike. Four girls um, were hit by lightning. One of those young ladies attends our church. She's a part of our church, and her name is Olivia. Olivia is in the hospital today and is fighting for her life. Um, She's on, I don't want to, I want to respect people's privacy, but uh, she is on what they call max support. It's every machine in the room that is sustaining her body. But I believe that Jesus is sustaining her body as well. And uh, I was reading in Acts chapter 19, and it says that, In verse 11, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on the sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. And so I asked our staff this morning, we keep some cloth in the office. This is just cloth. There's nothing spiritual or sacred about the cloth. It's just a piece of cloth. But I've asked our elders, our deacons, our pastoral team, when I go back to the hospital today, I'm going to try to tuck this maybe under her hand or there in her bed. And again, I don't believe in cloth. I believe in in Jesus. But the Bible tells us to call for the elders of the church. I'm going to take a big risk here, but if Brenda Robertson and Mike Robertson are here, you know what it's like to walk down this journey. And if you'd be willing to come down and pray with us, I would sure appreciate your prayer. Stephen, stand right here. I'm going to do what I'm not supposed to do. And I'm going to step here. You have to help me get back up in a minute too. Team, would you just come gather around This is just a small piece of cloth. Church family, would you help me pray for Olivia right now in the name of Jesus? Let's ask for life. Team, just come around to touch me, touch this piece of cloth. Father, in Jesus' name, we lift up Olivia to you right now. And Holy Spirit, we speak life into her body. We pray the breath and the wind of heaven would enter that room right now. I thank you last night that I had the opportunity to anoint her with oil. And while we know that there is a bad report, we know that there is a good God who is working on her behalf. And we trust you for a complete restoration of her body, that you would minister strength to her. God, I pray for her parents. I pray for Adam and Tamara and for her sister Sophia that you would guard their hearts in this moment, that you would give them wisdom and direction as to how to proceed. And Lord, I know this is a tough situation, but I pray that joy from heaven would fill their hearts even in this moment. I know that seems impossible, but you're the God of the impossible. And so we cry out today for Olivia. We pray for life, life, Lord, to enter her body. And we thank you, God, that you're doing that work. In the mighty and awesome name of Jesus, we believe that it is done. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us, team. We'll be praying again over this cloth in the second service, and then I will be taking this to her after service. Please remember her in prayer. We'll do the best we can to keep you updated. Well, we're so glad that you're here. It's evident that God's presence is already among us, and he's moving in powerful ways. In a few moments, you're going to have a great treat to hear Pastor Daniel is going to kick off our new series. I should probably get back on stage. There we go. Sorry to the folks in the back that couldn't see me. 
and all the people online that couldn't see me. In a few moments, we're going to get into the message. Pastor Daniel has an outstanding message. We're starting a new message series this month called Worship More Than a Song. Sometimes we think that worship is just singing or clapping or lifting our hands, but really worship is how we live our lives. And I'm so excited. Pastor Daniel's an anointed uh, teacher of the word, and I'm really excited to hear uh, him today. This week, I had the opportunity to meet Pastor Daniel's youth pastor when I was in Columbus, Ohio, a man you might know, Jordan and Corinne Moore. And Jordan said, one of the best decisions I ever made in my life was to stop and pick up a scrawny young man on a volleyball court and bring him to church. I guess you were on a playground or something. And uh, we are so proud of you and Emily and the work that God is doing through you. But before we get to that, we're going to see an announcement video. Why don't you say hi to somebody and greet them real quick before you're seated. Welcome to Spirit Church. My name is Gabby and we're honored that you've joined us today. Whether you're here in person or joining us online, we consider you part of our family and we love to connect. If you're here in person, you can use this QR code on the screen next to me to fill out your connect card or your new guest card. And if you're joining us online, you can fill it out by going to spirit.church connect or spirit.church guest. This is a great way for you to stay connected and for us to serve your family better. If you're new to Spirit Church, welcome. Pastor Jason and Robin would love to meet you in the Welcome Center right after this worship experience. They just want to meet your family, give you a gift, and say thanks for being our guest today. Also, if you're a guest, please don't feel any pressure to give. Instead, let this service be our gift to you. But if you're here and you want to give, here are three ways you can. You can use a giving envelope and drop it in either kiosk in the Commons area. You can give online on our website at spirit.church/give. Or you can use our Church Center app. Spirit Church, thanks for helping us spread love, joy, and peace. Now I've got a couple announcements for you. Next Sunday, August 13th, is our Back to School Sunday, and we can't wait to celebrate all of our students and teachers. We want to bless each of our teachers with a gift and pray over all of our students before they begin the new year. We will have a silent disco for Spirit Kids and their morning experiences, and then later that evening as well for Spirit Youth, so make sure your students join us. And lastly, next Sunday, we are launching our third worship experience at 8 a.m. There will be no childcare available for this early service, but we'll be serving free breakfast starting at 7.30. Spirit Church, you're the best, and thanks for listening. Now let's get out our message notes as Pastor Daniel comes to start our new message series on worship. part of a church that values the power of worship. Amen? Man, I got to say really fast before we get started, 
Thank you so much, Pastor Jason and Robin, for this opportunity to share the Word of God to all of our family. Can we give it up for the best pastors in the world that we get the blessing to sit underneath? Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate you both. But one thing that I'm very grateful for about this series is that, as you can see, it says worship more than a song. I don't know about you guys, but I'm grateful that worship is more than a song because if it was just a song, God probably would not be happy with the tune that comes out of my voice. Um, it, is, it is not pleasing to the Lord, but I believe in the power of a joyful noise, right? Amen? Come on, I'm thankful for that scripture. But if you guys will stand with me today, we're going to jump into our In the Vault text. And there's so much power here, so I want us to just really take this in this month. This is the verse of the month. Begin to walk through it, memorize it, because as Pastor Jason says, we're not bribing you, we're incentivizing you to learn God's word and place it in the vault of your heart. Will you join with me in saying this this morning? Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, thank you so much for the ability to just come and worship you and be in your presence, Father. I pray that we can continue to dive in and learn more about what worship truly means and how we can be more effective in doing so, God. Would you let this series be a gift from us to you, Lord. Allow us to praise you better because of it. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you in advance for all you're going to do through this month. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys can be seated. One thing that I learned getting into ministry at a very, very fast pace was learning the ability to get overwhelmed comes whenever you realize there's a lot that needs to get done, but you don't necessarily know exactly how to do it. It's like you go to college, you get all of this training and development and refining, and then they never teach you exactly what you're actually going to experience whenever you get launched into your area of ministry, into the workplace. And so you have to learn fast how to adapt whenever things are overwhelming. See, our old pastor, Daryl Wooten, who's now the superintendent of the state of Oklahoma, is someone that I have no idea how he functions the way he does. This man is a part of everything and anything you can ever find to be a part of. He is always running. He's always valuing family. I have seen this man drive from Tulsa to Wichita in one night just so he can make his son's basketball game and then fly to Arizona the next day, fly back, and then drive from Tulsa back to Oklahoma City just to get home in a weekend. This man is committed, and I just always looked at his schedule and said, how do you do it? How do you make this work? And one of the things that in Psalms it talks about is my youth is renewed like the eagles. See, youth is normally associated with energy. And if this is true, whenever we look at worship, we can trust that when we worship God effectively, our youth is going to be renewed. Our energy is going to be filled. And it's no longer us that is the source, but it's God that's the source. And I saw this to be true so many times. Because when his life got chaotic, when things seemed impossible, Daryl would press further into his relationship with God, and somehow he would have a supernatural energy and wisdom to get things done. See, a heart of worship is essential for us to be serving God effectively. A heart of worship is essential for us to give God all the glory, honor, and praise, because without a heart of worship, we don't have the energy that's required to even do it. 
So one of the things we also need to start off this series by understanding is what worship is. And I love the way that Paul describes worship or defines it in Romans 12, in Romans 12 verse 1. He said, or we see that Paul defines this in his letter to the church in Rome as giving your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Letting them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. See, not only did Paul understand that worship was so much more than a song, but it's a way of a lifestyle, but Jesus shared what a heart of worship looks like and how it is so much more than just a Sunday worship set that we sing together. See, in Mark 12, Jesus begins to elaborate more on the most important commandments and provides a better understanding of what living a life centered on pleasing God and worshiping him looks like. Just before we get to that passage, though, one of the things we see in Mark chapter 12 is that Jesus begins receiving questions from religious leaders at the time. They were using these questions as an opportunity to trap Jesus in a corner, try to have him say the wrong things, try to get him to stumble. But yet Jesus maneuvered in the way that he approached himself or approached these questions so well that he was able to impress the religious leaders that were there at the time. And there was one religious leader that was so impressed that that is what led us to hearing what is the greatest commandment of all and that's what we're looking at today in verse and starting off in verse 29 but the first thing we need to know about a heart of worship is a heart of worship starts by being wholly devoted to God a heart of worship starts by being wholly devoted to God if we are not wholly devoted to him everything else is meaningless whenever we worship it's just noise it means nothing because there's no sustenance behind it we have to begin to devote ourselves to God in every realm of our lives in honor in order to have a heart of worship so in mark chapter 12 verses 29 and 30 it says this jesus replied the most important commandment is this listen O israel the lord our god is the one and only lord and you must love the lord your god with all your heart all your soul all your mind and all your strength loving god is a full commitment it requires you to dedicate the fullness of your being in order to truly honor and please him so you have to honor him with your heart soul mind strength in order to please him but whenever we hear these characteristics sometimes it just feels like we're kind of encompassing one thing rather than taking a heart and soul mind and strength and them being their own separate entities that come to make a beautiful uh, commitment to God and his wholeness so what is it what do each one of these characteristics truly mean I think we need to look at that in order to understand a heart of worship but the, we have to know that to love love the Lord your God with all your dot 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 we have to go through every one of these characteristics so love the Lord your God with all your heart what does this mean the heart then is something that is looking at sincerity it's looking at a thought of genuineness it's complete genuineness in everything your thoughts your feelings and your words it's having uprightness and true heartedness as opposed to having a hypocritical or divided kind of commitment to God so in everything we do we need to love God with perfect sincerity with perfect sincerity with with your soul love the Lord your God with your soul is designed to command your emotional nature you should put your feelings, your warmth into your affection. It should never be something that's just an emotional experience one time, but every time we look to worship God, it needs to be something that is an emotional commitment to him. It's looking for that full affection for him. 
Whenever it comes to your mind, it's you should put intelligence into your affection. Whenever you just follow something without actually learning about it, whenever you don't do anything with intentionality, you're not doing it with all of your mind. Whenever we love God, we should actually think through the process of what loving God truly means. We should think of who God truly is so we can better love him for who he is. But this also requires us to be in God's word and learn who he is. Loving God with all of your strength. This commands our energies, like we were talking about earlier, the youth of like eagles. The youth like eagles is something where we talk about the energy being renewed through God and God alone. We should be putting everything we have into loving God with all of our energy, with the intensity of all of our being, the intensity into our affection for him. But in order for us to truly understand how we can love God with all of our heart and what the heart of worship really looks like, we have to understand this greatest commandment right here. Because just worship is not just coming and singing. It's not being at home and singing in the shower. Although you probably sound best whenever you sing in the shower, amen? I know I do. My wife can't hear me, and she's very thankful for that. What worship looks like is living a life day in and day out that sacrifices who you are so that we can have God be known even more. It's sacrificing your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's living in a way that reflects the wholeness of who Christ was here on earth. We have to stop coming into these places where on Sunday mornings we worship for 30 minutes or Wednesday nights once a month we come in and we worship together and we think, all right, I can check that off my box. I worship God. My week is complete. No, worshiping God is not a checklist. It's a lifestyle. So as we continue through this series, we have to remember that worshiping God is a heart of worship. It's not something that you just come and do, but it is something you live out day in and day out. Now, I don't know about you guys, but... I really sometimes enjoy going to the gym and sometimes I hate it. Anybody else there? Anybody ever not step foot in a gym? Because if you haven't, I don't blame you. But sometimes we really just get in these seasons where we're like, we got to go, we got to make change. Now, one of the biggest challenges of going to the gym for me is getting committed with my heart, mind, body, and strength, okay? The part I'm always lacking is the heart behind it, okay? Because I can get myself talked into it. I can be like, I got to go to the gym today. I got to make a difference. I got to lose weight. I can go ahead and I know that my strength is going to be strong enough to do what I need to do at the gym. I know my soul needs this because ultimately, whenever you go and you exercise, it releases endorphins that make you happier and more joyful, you know. And so it's scientifically proven that your soul will benefit from going to the gym. The part that I can't get committed is the heart, Okay, I will go and I will talk myself into showing up at the gym and I will sit in my car or I will sit in the massage chairs long enough to talk my heart out of being committed to going and actually exercising that day. If you guys have ever been to Colaws, you know those massage chairs are the busiest part of that gym. Okay, and it's because everybody gets three out of the four committed and there's one thing that's struggling. Okay, it's a real process. The thing that is terrible about this is I never get to the results that I truly desire because I can never fully get to that point where I'm doing what I know I need to do to get the results that I really want. In our same walk with God, if we don't have a heart for worship, if our heart is wrong, everything else is meaningless and you will never get out of that relationship what you truly desire. If you want to see worship change, if you want to have your perspective of worship change, maybe you need to check your heart. And maybe you need to get that fixed on God. The next thing after you've been wholly devoted to God to know about a heart of worship is a heart of worship flows into your relationships. It flows into our relationships. You can't help it. It's not something that you control. 
but it's something that naturally occurs when your heart is truly desiring a relationship with God. In Mark chapter 12, verse 31, it says, the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Once you've made this decision, as we just said, to follow and be wholly committed to God, there is no other result that can come in your relationship with others. Because if you are committed to God, the way you live your life will reflect the characteristics of Jesus while he was here on this earth. As it says, the second is equally important. This is a command saying that the same affection with your uh, your body, soul, mind, and strength is the same affection that we need to have for loving our fellow man. It's not saying that we should idolize mankind or put them on a pedestal like we do whenever we give our hearts fully to God, but it's saying that you should love your brothers and sisters in the same way that you love God. That in everything you do, you should do it in a way that pleases the Lord. You should do it sincerely, emotionally, intentionally, and energetically. And everything you do, it should be honoring to God. See, Jesus says this because he understood that for you to have an effective relationship with others, you have to first understand an effective relationship with God. That's the reason why it's set the way it is, but then he equivalates the two to one another because he knows that there is a natural flow that occurs whenever we honor God with our wholeness, with every bit of our being, rather than idolizing man or putting mankind as the emphasis first in order to try to find a way to love God. And everything we do, we have to look at our hearts and say, are we devoting ourselves to God or, or are we allowing ourselves to fall victim to being one foot in and one foot out? One thing that really killed me at college, if I'm being honest, was my freshman year, my heart was divided. You know, God put me at Evangel University and it was a blessing and I loved every moment, but my freshman year, my heart was divided. I desired so desperately to be back here with my family in Bartlesville, but I found myself in Springfield. And so every weekend, I would be driving back and forth trying to come and visit all of my family, my friends, everybody that was here, and I was missing out on what God had for me in Springfield, Missouri. And so that year, I actually ended off trying to transfer back to Oak Woo because I so desperately wanted to be home, but that didn't end up happening because God created a way for me to stay where he wanted me to be. Through that experience, one thing that I found is whenever God places you somewhere, it's for a specific purpose and a specific reason. It's not by accident that you're there. Sometimes you miss out on the fact that you're there for a specific purpose because you're so desperately trying to go somewhere else. Your eyes are so fixed on something that you desire that you miss out on the true blessing that God has for you exactly where you're located. My sophomore year, whenever I returned to Evangel, I had so many friendships that began to blossom in this community that grew around me, and friends that to this day I continue to stay in touch with, who I go on vacation with, who I just absolutely adore. They are my best friends, and I'm going to love them forever, but it's because a switch occurred whenever I stopped trying to divide myself into two locations and was just present where God had me, where I was present saying, Lord, you take control of my heart. You take control of my life. I want to be where you want me to be, where he began to bless that, and he honored that, and I got to experience the fullness of what he was trying to do in that season because of the change in understanding of my heart. See, whenever you worship holy, whenever you worship God holy, then your heart of worship will spill into all areas of your life. 
It'll no longer be something where you feel divided, but it'll find blessings from God just entering in time and time and time again. But you have to be wholly devoted to who he is and let your worship truly have meaning behind it before you ever experience that. And lastly, I just want to say a heart of worship brings you closer to God. A heart of worship brings you closer to God. Mark chapter 12, verses 32 through 34, the teacher of religious law replied, Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth by saying that there is only one God and no other. And I know it is important to love him with all my heart and all my understanding and all my strength and to love my neighbor as myself. This is more important than to offer all the burnt offerings and sacrifices required by the law. Realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Whenever we fix our lives on God, he opens our eyes to the things that he desires, to the things that he desires so we stop falling into the trap of pleasing ourselves. We begin to ask, Lord, how can I honor you? How can I please you? How can I be in your presence in everything that I do? That change of perspective protects us because these religious leaders fell into that trap of looking how they can honor themselves. They looked at the religious law and they said, this above all things is the most important thing rather than understanding what Jesus was trying to provide for so many people. They missed the second, or they missed the coming of the Messiah in this moment because they were so fixated on a man-made law that was present before them. On something that God had given Moses, they missed the presence of God himself back on earth. Now, here's something that's really important to hear too, is you may have the blessing of having a platform, you may have the blessing of having a position, but also you have to be careful because if you have these things, your stubbornness with those two blessings from God can deter you from being able to grow closer to him. See, with, with God, everything that he trusts you with, you have to continue giving back to him time and time and time again. God doesn't just give everything with empty promises. He's saying, you know what, I've given this to you because I know that you're gonna glorify me with it. Your platform is not your own. Your position was not something that you got. It was something that God entrusted to you with. And so you have to be responsible with it. This reflects a heart of worship in everything you do because whenever you're working, whenever you're playing, whatever it might be, you have a choice that you get to make whether or not you're going to honor God with that or whether you're gonna look to please yourself. And so today I just wanna give us that opportunity to really focus in and develop that heart of worship for God. I want us to have the opportunity that if we're far from him or if we've come in and we didn't know who he was, we can make that decision to be close with him. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just wanna talk to you for a second. When we try to do things without God, it's meaningless. Going through the motions doesn't put you in right standing with God, but functioning out of worship comes out of a heart that is seeking to please God. If you have not had the opportunity to ask God to be the Lord and Savior of your life, or you have, but you have not been living a life as a living form of worship, this is your chance to do just that with no one looking around. It's just you and God. If you wanna make this decision to go ahead and follow him for all the days of your life, I just wanna see you just slip up a hand. Right here, if you're saying, God, I need you. I've not been living a life that is pleasing to you and I wanna follow you for all my days. Thank you, I see that hand, you can put it down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome, God is moving in amazing ways. Once you raise your hand, you can put it down, awesome. 
give a few more moments. Lord, would you just come and just move in this place? Allow our hearts to be open to you. Thank you. I see that hand. Awesome. Awesome. Here's the amazing thing about this decision that people are making right now. It's not the end of a journey. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. So if everybody in this room would join with me in just saying this prayer, dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on that cross for my sins. Would you help my life be a form of worship that is pleasing to you? Lord, I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. Help me to follow you for all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. See, now this is the really cool thing that Scripture talks about. See, Scripture says that when even just one person says yes to following Jesus, that all the angels in heaven rejoice. So I think we should stand across this room, and I think we should join with the angels in heaven and rejoice about this amazing decision that so many have decided to make today. Yeah, God is doing amazing things. Amen. Amen. Now, the best part about this, like we said, is that this is the beginning of a journey, not the end. But we want to walk through this journey with you. So if you made this decision to follow Jesus today, whether online, through the radio, or in person, would you just text the word yes to 918-766-9117? This just allows us to celebrate this decision with you and also equip you going forward so you're not going through this journey by yourself. Once again, I just want to say thank you guys so much for allowing me the opportunity to come and share what God has placed on my heart uh, in kicking off this Heart of Worship series. And so I just think that it would be only fair and only right if we just rejoice in God for a moment and just shout out praises to Him as we conclude today. And we just say, Lord, would you just come down and would you just touch our hearts? Let us be open to you in the presence of your presence, God. Let us know that you are the one going before us, Lord, and that you are in control of everything that is happening here in this place. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We lift high your name in this house, Jesus. Thank you for who you are and the work that you are doing in and through us, Lord. We magnify you. We magnify you. What a powerful message from Pastor Daniel. I want to take just a second, that first point, so powerful. All of them were, were powerful, but wholehearted devotion to the Lord. I know we bowed our heads once. Would you do it just one more time and just say, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me this morning? In what ways am I not wholeheartedly devoted to you, Father? Am I honoring you with my first and my best? Am I giving you access to all of my life? Am I completely surrendered to you? Lord, I want to honor you wholeheartedly and completely. I'm yours, God. A living sacrifice. I offer myself to you. love for us, Lord. Thank you that we can only love you, you because you first loved us. Lord, help us not just to love you partially. Help us not just to love you on Sundays. Help us to love you wholeheartedly, completely from the depth of our being, with our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. We thank you, thank you, Lord. I'd like to pray a benediction over you before we go this morning. May the Lord bless you, 
protect you. May the Lord smile upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Take time to greet someone or make a friend as you're leaving today. Let's walk in the fullness of all that God is doing in our lives. God bless you.